What's up? Welcome to another episode of In Lieu Of. I'm your host, Maddie Lou Chandler with No Laying Up. I'm sorry it's been a week. I didn't want to commit when I first started this to getting it out every day, you know, a certain day every day of the week. That's just kind of crazy right now. And Lane Kiffin finally got a job. So I've been able to get around to the podcast as I finish up my last week of college football coverage for the year. Um, Not a whole lot going on the past week. It's been pretty quiet. Bubba decided to switch to Volvic Balls, which I guess that helps pray for Ted Scott. I'm not really sure, but I personally hate the color balls. I think it's all a gimmick and in somebody's head about the whole Zen thing or whatever they're saying these days. But good for Bubba. I hope they work out. Um, Phil had another hernia surgery, which didn't see that one come in. Not sure what the timetable for return is. I would think maybe waste management, but again, don't quote me. We shall see. Um, We're starting a new thing this week, and I want to do it once a month just because if you follow me on Twitter or have followed me from beginning or from OutKick or whatever, I'm a big, big fan of the dad bod. And I normally only date guys with dad bods, and I don't know what it is, but there's just something about it that's kind of like a power move. And the nice people at Zen22, which if you're in Dallas or Fort Worth, it's the only place to spin at and do bar, and they're my favorite. They're sponsoring the dad bod of the month. And (laughs) I feel like there's only one person who has to get the first ever dad bod of the month. And he did something, I guess it's been a week, week and a half ago, on Justin Thomas's Snapchat. And that is Daddy Duffner with his laying on the couch, Sunday snooze, bowl of ice cream popped up on his dad bod belly. And he's all of us. I mean, obviously I don't have a belly like that. But, you know, just the Sunday scaries or, oh no, the resting, recovering from a weekend. It was just so perfect and He just doesn't care. Like, Duffner is just Duffner, and what you see is what you get. So here's to Duffner, the first dad bod of the month. Um, Congrats. I'd send you a t-shirt, but we don't have any. So, um, and I'm sure you can get your own. So there's that. Um, Feel free to submit submissions or um, votes or nominees for dad bod of the month, and we'll see how it goes. And this week on the podcast, and it's pretty long, and that's because he was really talkative and he was great. Um, my good friend Lee Knox from school that I went to Alabama with, I sent him a text and was like, Lee, we got the podcast. You got to get me some of your players that you rep and they've got to be really good. No pressure, right? So he sends me a text. He's like, Keith Mitchell, he's great. And I was like, who the hell is that? Sorry, Keith. I didn't know who you were. And he plays on the web.com tour and he is an absolute treat and he was phenomenal and I hope he comes back on the podcast a bunch more um he barely missed getting his card this year so he is a web warrior we're doing this on Tuesday because everyone's pretty much checked out for the week with the holidays coming up so we will get to Keith's my chat with him in just a minute but on another note go buy merchandise there's lots of new stuff out there in time for the holidays I believe if you go order it today it'll get there in time for christmas but again i'm not making any promises but it's all really great and 
I may have ordered some more. So I have more no laying up shirts right now than I know what to do with. But they're all great. Everyone will love them. So go do that. Also, subscribe to the newsletter because the newsletter is phenomenal. And I use it as a resource constantly. And it kind of keeps me on top of stuff too, especially trying to balance two sports. But anyway, go do that. There's all my shameless plugging. Um, Oh, and go listen to Solly's podcast with Bones. And it was great and you should go do that and probably stalk his instagram for all of his trips in africa because i'm horribly jealous all right well here is keith and i hope you all enjoy all right we have keith mitchell from web.com on today as our guest keith how are you i'm great how are you Maddie? i'm great um big thanks to lee knox for making this happen um roll tied to him do you want to give us a little background on you, Keith? I know you're on the web tour. You went to Georgia. Where are you from? When did you start playing golf? All the fun. Go ahead and get all the fun facts out there. Yeah, actually, I um, uh, started high school, played at Baylor School in Chattanooga, where I grew up. And um, that was really the start of my golf career in terms of one, knowing I wanted to play professionally because... I was uh, fortunate enough to play with some really good players. Um, for example, Steven Yeager, who's on the web.com tour and here's English on the uh, PGA Tour. Uh, we're all on the same high school team along with some other buddies that are still playing professionally. So that was really it. And then um, I went to Georgia. Um, obviously played on some good teams there. Um, but then I moved down here to Sea Island, Georgia where I thought I had the best chance of continuing my professional career. Um, and moved out here right after college, played a year on the Latin American tour, and then moved up to the web. And you had a pretty big year this year, so next year you're going to be fully exempt, correct? Yes, yeah, this year I came into the web.com tour with conditional status, and um, was fortunate enough to get a sponsor's exemption in the first term of the year in Panama, so I've got to thank uh, my boy Chico down there and all the people that made that happen, so uh, that gave me uh, a run and start this year, which helped me reshuffle in and, and uh, earn full status for this year. I mean, that has to be, you know, a big monkey off your back or make you feel better about the season, right? Absolutely. Just knowing that you can set your schedule and, uh, you know, you know exactly what tournaments you're going to play in. Last year, I was... Waking up, you know, each week, checking the reshuffle list, seeing when I might get in, I'd be on the bubble. Um, some weeks I would have to go drive and Monday qualify. And then finally about, you know, two-thirds of the way, or a third of the way in the season, I was uh, I, I reshuffled in fully. So that was, uh, that was a nice, nice, uh, well, you know, like you said, monkey off the back so I can play the rest of the season. So back to living in Sea Island, and Sea Island – is known for their golf, and I love it down there growing up in Georgia, but what's it like to be living amongst the Sea Island Mafia? (laughs) Um, You know, it's the reason I moved down here, just because it's kind of nice. I wouldn't call myself part, I I would say I'm in the Mafia, but you know, you got, we're not the ringleaders yet, you got all the guys that, that are on the PGA Tour, like Zach Johnson and Matt Kuchar, Jonathan Bird, Davis, you know, I mean, there's probably 10 
10 plus guys down here on the PGA Tour. And, uh, but that's, that's why I moved out here. So on my off weeks, I was playing with these guys and learning what they do well. And they're very, all of them are so awesome and teaching us young guys what we need to do to get better and prepare properly and kind of the ups and downs of professional career. And that's, it's really just a bonus that when you come home, you're not, you know, you're not losing your time off. I mean, you're, you're actually getting better and gaining experience and, you know, your performance is always growing. So it's just such a great place to, to, you know, prepare for professional golf. I mean, you have that aspect of it, which I can imagine is pretty incredible. And some of the people you mentioned are, you know, the best of the best. But I just have this vision, and I guess just from who all I know, the younger crowd that lives down there, that you guys kind of put SB2K16 to shame. <laughs> well, I would, I would say, I would say the, the intensity of SB2K16 uh, was a little bit higher, but as a year long, if you mapped it out over a year, I would say we definitely win. Like, they're a sprint, but you guys are the marathon. Yes, exactly. Exactly. There's a lot of of good runners down here, too. I mean, it always looks like fun. All the, you know, least Snapchats, etc. are always quite entertaining, to say the least. Um, So back to On Tour, and I know the web.com is... Some of the people we talked about, we'll talk about in a minute. It's kind of like a frat house of like post-grad at times. I mean, obviously it's work and it's a grind and you're trying to play the best, you know, get up to the big show. But I feel like you guys all hang out a lot more than the guys on tour. And what are some of your best stories from the things y'all have managed to get into down on the web.com, or especially the Latin America stop. Yeah, well, I was about to say, it, it kind of progresses. The Latin American tour is definitely where all the good stuff happens. And I mean that in the best way, because that is everybody one year out of college, you're in foreign countries, and, and everything. So the web.com is, you know, everybody Latin American tour is probably under 27, like no questions asked. So web.com tour kind of... Is a mixture of young guys and older guys. Some guys have families, some guys don't. And then the PGA Tour is predominantly guys with their families and traveling with their wives or kids. So there's the main difference is is being able to hang out off the golf course with other playing partners, competitors, because you know they don't have families or wives traveling with them. So the Latin American Tour though was by far the best experience I've ever had because. Not only did it help my golf game, learning to to play in such crazy places and environments and golf courses and and everything, it makes you really appreciate the, your time on the golf course. Um, but I got to spend we had a great group of guys down there. Um, a couple of them I'll shout out, like Harry Higgs and Kent Bull and his caddy Aaron Fleener, big cat. You know, we had some some awesome times. But one of my buddies. Uh, I won't say his name, not that he did anything bad, but he knows who I'm talking about. We were in Guatemala City flying to San Pedro Sula, Honduras for a golf tournament. Okay. We're all in a, ta- we're all in a taxi cab driving up to the airport, and we look over, and the air- obviously the airport's tiny. 
and there's one propeller plane over there, and there's probably a hundred guys on this flight, all going to the same place, because it's the only direct flight there, the only one of the day. And so we start checking in two hours before we're supposed to take off, and they're already the planes. The, Ladies are all speaking in Spanish. We're trying, we can try to translate what they're saying. But the plane's already overweight, and only 30 people have checked in because everybody's golf clubs and travel bags and everything. So we're trying to scramble around, flying to. I ended up flying to San Salvador and then over to Honduras, trying to get just get to the golf tournament. And one of my buddies was so fed up with it, he went up to the counter and he spoke a little bit of Spanish. And they said there was only one seat left but it was a handicap seat. So okay. He gets, uh, he gets another guy. He gets, he gets one of my other buddies. He gets in, sits in a wheelchair, pulls a wheelchair out, and says, all right, I'm handicapped. Get me on this plane. And it took off in 20 minutes. So then the other guy puts him in a wheelchair, rolls him all the way through security, all the way through customs, and right onto the airplane. He got on with five minutes to go, and we're all sitting there in this line with baggage and having to connect flights, and he rolls, gets in a wheelchair, rolls all the way to the airport, takes a handicap seat, so try to front. That's pretty incredible, but I'm glad that you told a plane story because I did some research on you, obviously, to prep for this, and asked some of our mutual friends, and I was told that you really love jets. <laughs> it's just a lot easier to travel on a jet than this. The nickname I was given was the richest poor man because you love jets and watches and shoes. Do you want to defend yourself on this or give some background? I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> I think it's um, always a good thing to like the finer things in life, but I was told that if there's a jet that flies over that you almost always know exactly what kind it is. That just means economics class at Georgia it was really, really boring. <laughs> I will agree to that, and we'll get some more on UGA in a little bit. But, no, I mean, it's, we kinda, it's a good way to describe the Seattle Mafia is, you know, like the leaders of the Mafia, they fly out of St. Simons, and all the younger guys that are kind of making their way up in the ranks were the ones flying out of Jacksonville. <laughs> So you want to strive to be able to fly out of St. Simons off the private airport to your tournament instead of having to drive an hour to Jacksonville and get on a connected Atlanta. <laughs> I mean, that's completely fair, and I will completely agree with you. So back to Fleener, who you mentioned. I was told you have a list of nicknames for him. Do you, and he'll be on next week. So do you care to elaborate on all the nicknames and why Fleener has so many? Um, it just, he's the most recognizable person, especially in Latin America, because he was two feet taller and 200 pounds heavier than every other person <laughs> down there. So it started with our buddy Harry Higgs, uh, started calling him the big cat because he's a big Kentucky fan, always wearing Kentucky gear. So that, that was my first you know, nickname with him. I mean, Kent obviously has a bunch like post player and and plenty more, but you know, we took we took the big cat and brought that to the web.com tour, um, and that's kind of stuck. And then you know, variations that would be Gato, or you know, just cat, or just whatever kind of comes to mind. He, he usually responds to because they're always usually a large, a, a, you know, adjective of someone being large. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's fair enough. Is it safe to say you are the one who gives out nicknames a lot on tour? Um, I, I just don't like calling people by their first names. I just, it's boring. You know? Like, I'll let your mom or your grandmother call you by your first name, but I'm going to call you something different, no matter what. So, whether it sticks or not, I'm going to have my own nickname for you. Well, I'll be eagerly awaiting and on the edge of my seat in anticipation for whatever nickname you decide to give me. Um... I was also told by some other people that you have your own vocabulary that is widely um, used and well-known. And so I was given a few of your vocab words, I guess. Do you care to explain some of them? And the first one, and I was talking to Lee about this yesterday, is Ned. And I heard it constantly in Tuscaloosa, and it started with the little upstairs Galette's crew, and then some of the Georgia golfers picked it up. Where did Ned come from, and what exactly does it mean? Um, so, Ned is the, actually probably the most widely used word in the, our little group. Um, but it actually, there's two different, two different variations of Ned that, that like intersected each other, which made it great because the original one was a guy that played golf in Georgia and a, this crew from Knoxville would come down and they'd always have this big gambling match and they started calling them the Knoxville Nets because they kept they would still come down but they don't they'd always beat them and they'd take all these Knoxville guys money so they started calling them the Knoxville Nets spelled K-N-E-D like Knoxville and then the other variation comes from a bunch of guys in Augusta, that whole Augusta golf crew, like Dykes Harvin and Clark Palmer, Lee Knox, you know, all those guys. Their uh, headmaster at their school was named Ned Murray, and um, he, he apparently he got in some trouble, and so they started calling everybody Ned Murray. So when the Georgia Neds met the uh, like the, the Knoxville Neds and the Augusta Neds crossed, and everybody just immediately became a Ned. And it just got so widely spread that, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's everywhere. And so there's really no distinct origin of it. It's, it's been going around for so long that I, I just, it's, it's just wide, it's universal now. I know, I got really excited when Lee said that was one of your vocab words, I guess, because I've always wondered where in the world it started and nobody would ever tell me. So now I'm glad we have clarification on that. What about brute? Simply brutal, abbreviated, and it—that's a lot of the voc- a lot of our vocab is just abbreviations of, of normal words, and and so I mean it's just simple as like the the best way to put it is that's brute. It's just the golf holes hard or the pins in a bad place or you make a dub. Is that's brute. Um, so that was pretty simple, just an abbreviation of brutal. So, are steam clean and steamers the same thing? Um, actually, it's called the steam cleaner, and I do not take credit for the steam cleaner, but I take credit for it in my golf game, because the steam cleaner is, um, it's, it's, it's a fade, it's a, you hit your driver, and it's like a little, it's, it's the fairway finder, so when you're under pressure, 
and you got to get in the fairway. You just you call it the steam cleaner, where you, you start on the left and you just let fall to the right and get in the fairway. And so that's evolved into singing the song Dreamweaver <laughs> as steam cleaner. So then, you, then everybody starts singing the song like, oh, steam cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> just... And, it, and it, got, it got way out of hand fast, but it's still there. I can imagine. So what's a steamer? I, don't, I think that might just, somebody might have just abbreviated steam clean. Okay. So what about Mega Deese? <laughs> that is, you know, yeah, I'm not, I, I'm not taking credit for the foundation of these words. I'm just taking credit for way overusing them. Um, but Deese is decent that is shortened to Deese. And it's kind of the opposite of brute, I guess you could say. And I don't know, whoever put mega in front of that must have been that whatever they're referring to is really, really cool. Because that's mega Deese. What about get juiced? <laughs> juiced? I, I don't really know who started definitely part of the way to go. It's just, it's another word for getting juice is getting stuck. And that means, like, I don't know, in golf, golf related things, let's say you hit the bunker and your ball plugs in the bunker and you got a very lie, you're juiced. Or you got, you pressed and you went on 18 and you lost a hole, the other guy juiced you. Okay. And I was told you like to use sneaky a lot. Is there a reason for that, or you just like it? Yeah, that's, that's that's a Lebo. That's a Lebo term. He likes the sneak. Yeah, sneak's a good one because um, I'm trying to think how to use that in a sentence. Um, like, man, you like that new driver? Yeah, it's, it's pretty sneak. Like, yeah, it's, it's we're gaining on it. It's it's uh it's, it's pretty good. So. I think that's my favorite one so far. So, obviously, no laying up started tour sauce or calling it tour sauce. And I feel like your vocab is kind of like your tour sauce that nobody outside the ropes really gets to see. Um, what's your other favorite forms of tour sauce? Are you a club twirler? Or are you a. What's your go to? Um, I got to give a shout out. I got to give a shout out to Tom Lovelady. Tom Lovelady actually just got his Love.com tour car this year through key school yeah he, he is um built by bama but continue yes he is a roll tie but anyway he is famous for missing a short putt tapping down like his spike marks and way to the crowd in the most serious <laughs> situations and he only he can pull it off i mean it, everybody else looks like they're trying too hard but he does it so nicely so i gotta give tom lovely the tour sauce award because it is, it is classic. I think I'm going to have to go back and maybe try and find that. Because that sounds pretty great. I'm not sure how I haven't noticed it yet. So what's your go-to? Uh, my go-to... Uh, um, that's a good question. Um, I, like the, I like the divot. The, the fix your divot in the fairway. Where... <laughs> 
you know, you're not really doing anything, and you just fix your divot. You, you like you hit a shot, your caddy's running to get the divot, but you start hitting it with your club. I mean, I, I catch myself doing that all the time for absolutely no good reason. <laughs> and it's, I mean, I think that one. Whoever came up with that one was pretty. That's pretty spot on. Do you, when you hit a bad shot, do you ever like pull out the yardage book to like look over it or do anything like that? Um, I do the when I miss a putt, and even yeah, I'll, I'll call my caddy over and be like, and we'll start rereading the putt, pointing in certain directions, and figuring out where the grain is, or if the sun's at twenty three degrees, you know, <laughs> just blame it on everything possible. But why my putt didn't go in, and I'll do that all the time. I mean, I'll stand there for three minutes just yelling at the yelling at the hole that it moves, and my ball's <laughs> supposed to go over the hole moved. So, it's safe to say you talk to your ball a lot, too. Um, yeah, fair amount. Any particular phrases you're more fond of than others? Um, yeah, don't move hole. That's <laughs> a, I got that one from Pat Desire. He's, uh, he, he, would, uh, he was playing so good about a year and a half ago. Uh, well, he's been playing so good for probably two years. But there was a point in time where we would play, and he would hit just wedges and irons in the middle of the fairway. And as soon as he made contact, he just yelled, don't move, hole! Because it like, looked like he was going in. And, I mean, it would make me so mad because then it landed three feet from the hole, and, of course, he'd make it and he'd beat us. So that's, that's, uh, that's, a, that was, that's a great one. When you're playing against a buddy in a practice round, you start yelling those phrases, it's game on. That's pretty good. So back to your UGA days. I actually went to Alabama and UGA, and I was there when Hudson and Harris were there, and I was actually their class checkers. What, which was, they still to this day don't remember it, but obviously I do. Um, what made you decide, why UGA? Or what was the decision to go to, go to Athens? Um, two reasons, really. Um, Adam Mitchell, who uh, was from Chattanooga, who played at Georgia, who's a couple years older than me, he was never there. But he kind of recruited me uh, while he was at Georgia. He wanted me to come. And then when I played high school with Harris, Harris went. And so then I would go down when I was in high school and stay with Harris and ended up loving it and loving all the guys on the team. And I just love the camaraderie they had. It was less, it was less of, uh, I mean, it was just so much, they always had fun together on and off the golf course, which is really what kind of I'm all about, just having great friends and having a good time and, and, sort of, and centering golf around that instead of, you know, some schools I went to, everybody just, they, they were friends at the golf course, but then off the golf course, they were hanging out with either a different fraternity a different group of guys. There wasn't that camaraderie there. And that's kind of the same way it is down here at Sea Island. So I would just, I would say Adam and Harris were the two main reasons. And then I just loved, loved the school and Coach Hack and Coach Douglas. Um, it was a pretty easy decision for me, honestly. What are your favorite spots in Athens? Um, so Cotton Club absolutely was my all-time favorite. And I think it was just because it was my first semester of freshman year. Okay. So... So you were you were in a first semester Bourbon Street guy. Yes, I definitely was a Bourbon Street uh, guy. But Cotton Club was right next door to Bourbon Street, actually. 
and one of our teammates worked behind the bar, and so we would we would always do that. But then it closed down, and we kind of migrated to some places. Um, you know, the real freshman bar was Moonshine, and then as we got older, we started going to the less crowded bars. You know, and so and so ended up being a game day probably our our my senior year. That was probably a go to. Um, but restaurant wise. Um, definitely, you can't go wrong with Last Resort, but my favorite all-time spot is the Royal Peasant. The what? The Royal Peasant. Is that new? I mean, I was no. raised going to Athens, and I've never heard of this. It's been there forever, and my buddy and I lived in a house together, a two-bedroom house, about a, about a half mile from it. It's right at Five Points. Okay. And they had best lamb burger and hamburger ever, and then they would make a thing called Black Velvet, which was cider on the bottom and then Guinness on top and we always get either the lamb burger or the regular burger and a black velvet and you know, I mean we'd have more fun at that. it's like a tiny little pub there's probably four tables and a bar and that's it hmm I thought you would say like five well five's newer but yeah no I love five five was a great downtown spot but I'm talking like the local you know yeah. on the wall like your favorite spot is definitely Royal Festival hmm maybe I'll have to try it who is the funniest teammate from Georgia, or maybe, like, alum that came back? Because I don't think people realize the crew that's come out of Athens and some of the personalities. Who was your favorite, or who's the funniest? I would have to go with Michael Green. Um, Michael Green was not on the team when I was there, but I got to know him just from, uh, you know, my visits to Athens and after and he's he was a 4-0 student he never, never he made A's and everything now he's a he's a big time lawyer or he think we we think he's a big time lawyer who knows <laughs> in Atlanta and I actually got to hang out with him last week and he is I mean by far the driest sense of humor the funniest just kind of guy ever and I'm just Unfortunately, I wasn't on team with Mike, but that just shows you how funny he is. That I didn't, even, I wasn't even on team with him, and he is by far just the most hysterical person I know. So he was older. Was he there, like with Kisner? Uh, yes, he was there with Kiz. Kiz is a riot. Kiz is uh, possibly my top three like funniest people I've ever met. He is pretty amazing. I remember the first time I met Kiz. Um, I was kind of uh, going out with his wife's little sister. Oh. And, yeah. And kids came up to me late downtown one night and uh, gave me a face full from a foot shorter. <laughs> he isn't very tall, but he's, oh. he's, he acts tall. He's, I was, I believe it or not, I was scared. I was like, this guy could kill me right now. And, I don't know, it was funny. That was my first interaction with kids. And, um, so, yeah, I was obviously I wasn't on the team of kids, but you know everybody. This is the good thing about Georgia is everybody's so close, right? Because we all go back and we all do all go to football games, all go to the Letterman's tournament. And it's, it's it's really cool. Um, what are your thoughts on Georgia football right now? Man, I, that's a, that's that's hard. It's you know we got all the talent in the world and we got a new coach and everybody expects us to win. 12 games a year, and we never do. 
there and next year. Right. Acting like we're always supposed to be the best team next year. And I'm surrounded. I live with two Alabama fans. Lebo over here, I'm with all the time, being my agent. He's he's an Alabama fan. I mean, I'm just – and they're all just, like, nonchalant. Like, yeah, we're supposed to win. They don't know what it feels like to lose. You don't know what it feels like to lose. We don't, and I keep waiting for, like, the dynasty to end, and it's going to be brutal when it happens, so. Yeah, but it, everybody thought it was going to end five years ago, and y'all, y'all might have another five years. You might have another ten. It'll be going well, as, long as, as long as Nick's there. We're good. Uh, oh, come on, baby, is another one. That's a Rob Bennett phrase. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so the upcoming season, there's obviously some changes coming. What would be your walk-up song for this season if you had one? To walk it's, up always, it's always been the same. It always will be the same. What is it? It's dire straits, money for nothing. And you got to kind of, sometimes, depending on the version of the song, you got to kind of fast forward about a minute 20 in, or sometimes they start with the game. But dire straits, money for nothing, no doubt. I've never heard that, but I'm going to take your word for it. So match play is coming to Zurich. Who would be your ideal match play partner? Match play or four ball? Four ball. Match play. <laughs> right. Well, I thought you worked for a golf company. I do. It's been a long golf day. Baby. I'm kidding. Um, that's a good one. Um, I, I, whoever Aaron Fleener is caddying for is who I pick. <laughs> Why don't you just put Fleener on your bag? Well, because for that, I actually have my caddy Pete is actually him and Fleener are really close, and uh, Pete's man. I just love Fleener just for his uh, <laughs> for the fun between shots. But um, you know, I don't know. Uh, Kent, Kent and I played in a in a four ball in Mexico City one time, and we we did great. Um, so. We have some good vibes, so I would pick Kent right now. Um, but that always depends. I mean, you know, I mean, I like to pick McElroy or somebody. I'd be like, they'd help. Yeah, they would help, but it probably wouldn't be as much fun. I don't know. I've never played a McElroy, but we'll see. You're right. It probably wouldn't be. So, you're kind of one of the big shots who everyone, I'm sure, is wondering what's going to be in your bag now that Nike stopped making sticks. What's your plan with that? That's a leap of a question. Uh, he's over here grinding on on all my new on uh, contracts and stuff. But to be honest, I'm I'm really I mean I don't want it to sound like a really cliche uh, answer, but I'm trying to find the best 14 clubs that I can play with, and then go into those companies saying I like your stuff. Let's see if we can we can work something out. But uh, I've I've been to Titleist, I've been to TaylorMade, worked with 14. Worked with the Zuno, even Callaway. I mean, I've tried everything. Why don't you throw in some PXG? I hit them, and they're great clubs, but I hit them too high, and I put them too much spin on them, and I just, they're, they're not fit for me. I just, I can't hit them, I can't hit them like I want to. So. That's fair. Nothing, nothing against their clubs. They just, I, I, I hit them, I hit the ball too high with too much spin to hit those clubs. That's fair. So, needless to say, a decision has not been made. No, it hasn't. No, I, I mean, really, it hasn't at all. And I'm kind of, kind of, you know, the clock's ticking. We got to fly to the Bahamas in three weeks from today to uh, start for the tournament. So I'm, I'm really winding down. 
But uh, I got a good idea. That's good. Okay, so to wrap it up, we always do rapid fire questions and kind of put you on the spot. Are you ready? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> All right. Well, the first two, it's Christmas season. What are you asking for for Christmas? Nike Air Maxes. <laughs> okay. Any specific, like, color combo? Like, rapid fire or just, you know, just let me think about it? Well, I'm now interested and need you to elaborate. Like, there's a lot of Nike shoes. Would you like to go with, like, a color combo or just any? Um, well, the funny thing is, I left my wallet in my room the other day, and Lee had to drive it to the airport, so I'd catch my flight, and he, and he, when he drove up to the airport, he said the only thing in my entire room that was organized was my Nike shoe rack. Yeah, he told me that, that you love nice things, but somehow your room is the messiest, but yet all of your tennis shoes were neatly aligned. <laughs> I, I don't know why, I just, that's it, and I, I just... Thank goodness I signed with Nike out of college or else I'd be a lot broker than I really am. <laughs> What's the best Christmas present you ever got? Um, hmm. That's a good question. Um, oh, uh, Nintendo 64 when I was like 10 years old with Mario Kart with the purple controller and the green controller for sure. That's from my grandmother. My mom was so mad at her. <laughs> uh, funniest person on tour? Um, God, I've said Aaron Sweener a hundred times, but uh, I'll say it again. He's a caddy. Web.com tour. You're just boosting Fleener's ego left and right. Oh, he's my he's my dog. I got to. <laughs> Trust me. I get it. He's wonderful. Um, favorite course to play? The honors course. Favorite club to use on the course? My three wood. Favorite city or country you've played in? Um, Chicago. What are your thoughts on white belts? I hate them. I hate. The, I mean, that's. That's. I mean, uh, my skin just crawled. I know they're pretty terrible, but I didn't know if you had a specific reason why you hate them. You just hate I, them. They go with nothing, and they look like you're in the dance club in the '70s doing a disco, and nobody's doing that anymore. <laughs> Good answer. And if you wear them with khakis, you might as well just withdraw them. I mean, it's all. So you will never be wearing one is what you're saying. If you catch me wearing a white belt, it's because I either lost a bet or <laughs> I, I, I don't, that's the only reason I can be Um, Do you ever go driver off the deck? Do I what? Do you go driver off the deck ever, or what are your thoughts on that? Um, I've done it maybe twice. I've, I've never believed in it. I just hit my three wood. Favorite golfer? Hmm. Uh. I mean, Tiger. I, I mean, that guy was legit. Okay, that's fair. Well, I guess we'll call Tiger still active right now. He did just commit yeah, to something. Yeah, I mean, it was legit. I don't know. I just you cannot do what he did back in the day. I mean, it's awesome. What's your favorite tournament to play? Uh, the Mariners Chalice down here in Seattle, the pro member. Um, bucket list course to play? Uh, Fisher's Island. Okay. Is there a certain reason why? Because I've heard it's awesome and it's, it's on an island and 
Um, so I like Seth Rainer golf courses, and I've heard it's it's I mean it's really exclusive and hard to get on, but I just I just think it's awesome. What will be your first purchase with your first win on tour? NetJet hours. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Yeah, it's a big return on investment on that one, apparently. Who? <laughs> Who is your dream foursome to play with? Um, I would probably say, you know, that's a, we always get that question, Maddie Lou. You know, and it's always hard. Really? Um, See, I thought I was going like maybe not a little slightly non-traditional with that, but maybe not. No, that, I mean that's on all your applications and all your bios, and I change it up every time. So I'm not. I'm, that's a terrible. I mean, I'm terrible at that question. <laughs> so you don't have an answer is what you're saying <laughs> I'm not a rapid fire answer um, I got all that one I mean I'd definitely say my dad and um, uh, my sister's actually really good and my mom's good too but she had played probably 10 years so that'd be interesting alright that's fair like, that's terrible do you binge watch a TV show like on the road yeah. on planes I don't I don't. I watched Billions when it came out, but that was it. That was pretty good. wasn't terrible. Um, all right, well, those are all your rapid-fire questions, and this has been highly entertaining and a lot of fun. Is there anything else, any stories you would like to give us or anything else you'd like to add? Um, you know, I just, it's, you know, I wish I could say you know, all the stories, but um, it, the good thing that I've learned past two years is you know all the guys I've met and all the you know the fun things about tour I mean you know you always it's you always read articles about this and that I mean I love no laying up kind of goes you know outside the ropes and all this and the good stories that way so um it's just been no it's just been great meeting all these new people and all these new experiences and different countries in the web.com tour I've really really love professional golf always but it's it's the time off the course that just makes it the best with all your new buddies and friends and going out to dinner and stuff like that. So um, I've really, uh, I've really enjoyed it. Well, thanks so much for the time. We wish you the best and you're more than welcome to hop on a No Laying Up podcast anytime you're available or if you can rally up the Sea Island Mafia troops for a big pal around, that would be a lot of fun too. Yeah, there's a lot of us down here, and a lot of us that are big, big fans of No Laying Up, so I'm sure we'll be around. <laughs> well, you can all tell them that you're the first one to make it on a No Laying Up podcast. <laughs> I got a good agent. Yeah, no, thanks, Lee, for making this happen, too. I appreciate it, guys. All right, Maddie, Lee. Thank you. All right, talk to you all soon. All right, that was Keith. He is an absolute gem, and thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I hope you all will go back to your hometown and try and act like, you know, Mr. Power Moves with your new vocab words that he has so kindly taught you, and hopefully he will come back on the podcast to teach us all a few more, any new ones that he's come up with out on tour, and we wish him the best this season. Hopefully next week we will have a year in review podcast with possibly a special guest but again I'm not going to commit to a special guest because things change we were supposed to have a big one um, from the WWL last week 
and contracts are hard and these things happen all the time. So not going to make any promises until it happens and you'll just find out when it happens. But I hope you all have a wonderful holiday. Go buy some merch. Go look at the website, nolayingup.com. You can follow me on Twitter at MaddieLouOKTC. Um, Roll Tide for the holidays too. And I will see you all next week. Well, I've seen this all country through just a bottle of gypsy Seen it up, I seen it down, a bottle of gypsy a little round Hey, round the bend, gypsy little, gone again, gypsy little, gone again